Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. Uh, it's just me from Restoration Church today, but I'm here with a good friend, Justin. How's it going? Who uh, just preached this Sunday, um, which you're 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 on a journey of, of guest speaking right yeah, now. Yeah, right which now. Is pretty sweet. It's a, it's a pretty cool season that we're in as a family. It's coming out of ministry for the past 10 years. Yeah. And uh, now being in a position where... We're doing a little bit of traveling, yeah. getting to experience some different church communities and preaching. And so it's leading worship as well. So it's yeah. been a pretty, pretty cool. Run. Oh, so you, yeah. Cause that's, I thought you only led worship. And the second you started preaching, I was like, this guy has been holding out on me. <laughs> like I've never heard you speak before. I've only heard you lead yeah, worship. I've, I've, uh, I used to actually be uh, a youth pastor before I went to Bible college. Oh, okay. So I started, I got a lot of the bad sermons out of the way, like on those kids. <laughs> yeah, and, I'm still uh, working on that. <laughs> and then, so, yeah, so kind of moving into Bible college uh, and then, you know, into the church that we've been serving at for the past 10 years. So moving into this, I, yeah. and we, you know, I'd preach there occasionally, Yeah. Uh, but mainly would lead worship, but now kind of shifting gears into like ministry in a different sense. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been nice. I've, I've welcomed it. For yeah, sure. no, yeah. that's sweet. And so you had the luxury of Pastor Nate reached out and said, whatever you want, you yeah. preach whatever you want. Yeah. Is that a stressful time to receive that? Or do would you rather an outline? Like, here's what we're talking about. I, I so I, I go with either, right? So I think right. what makes it difficult is when you're planted in a church and you're a part of that church community, um, so for example, where we were, uh, we're in a, you were in a church for 10 years. Right. We just know everybody. We got, a, we have the heartbeat of what the yeah, church is experiencing. Right. So when you're saying, Hey, I just preach a one-off sermon. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, not a problem. Yeah. You, you already have a gauge of where the community's right. at. And, but and here maybe it's what like, they need. who are you people? So, yeah. So for us <laughs> traveling now and speaking in different places, it, it's a little bit, a lot more prayer, uh, in the yeah. sense of like, okay, Lord, I really need to know. I need you to to clue me in on you know what's going on because Pastor Nate was also like, yeah, whatever you feel, right? And so I'm like, is there anything? Yeah, whatever you feel. So I'm, I'm like, okay. So he was really open, and uh, and I appreciate just the amount of trust. Yeah, that you know, I know. Yeah, it's, like, in, it's so. like a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yes. Like, thank you for trusting me, but you want to help out a little bit. Like, you want <laughs> to tell me, some direction give here. me something. Yeah, but so no, that's cool. It was cool. It was cool to be able. So for me. That's where I just, um, I, pr- I pray. And also as I'm reading through the scripture as well for my yeah. for myself personally, um, things that God is speaking to me. And so this message has been uh, a message, uh, you know, the, the whole concept of knowing the Father has yeah. been something on my heart and mm. what God has been challenging me with uh, for years, yeah. honestly, I'm, I feel I'm stubborn uh, in, in the <laughs> sense that not st- not stubborn as much as um, uh, disobedient. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when God speaks something to yeah. you, yeah, and it just takes you so long to get to the place where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I gotta, okay, I, I gotta it. get in line here. I gotta follow. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of what what led to this. So that that's been a message that's been on my heart. And as I was praying about it, um, you know, I just felt good about sharing yeah. that here. No, that's um, pretty cool. And, and so I've, I felt like I got some pretty decent f- input already just from some people in the church saying that it was r- really relevant and they, yeah, they it was were ministered to. So I was so happy and thank the Lord for that. Yeah, yeah. Even for us, like Haley 
my wife Haley messaged me like during the sermon, we were next to each other, but we were passing notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. She messaged me like even a, even something click for her. Yeah. Um, I'll just, I'll share it. I think she's fine to share because it yeah. is a cool yeah. time that she had, but she had messaged me because you went through that point. We start complaining mm. and, uh, and she has this little like side job that she does that, that she does really well at that she's been doing it. And she spoke through like, Oh yeah, I do find myself complaining, but that is my, the greatest amount of time alone time I have with God, my mm. drives in my, you know, all this other stuff. And it's true. Like the yeah. fruit of that piece of her life, not realizing how much time she was spending yeah. with God. Right. But yeah. whenever it's like, Hey, what worship songs do you listen to? She gives me like a list of 10. I'm like, well, shoot, I'm supposed to be running <laughs> worship and you have more songs than me because she is, yeah, she has this soaking in it. She's like this baked in time. Yeah. And it like clicked for her. Oh my gosh. I was so busy thinking about the work I was doing. I forgot how much time mm. this allows me. How many and, blessings in our life that we think are curses until we actually get the right perspective. <laughs> yeah. It's right? so true. Oh man. It's, it's all about how you frame it, right? Yeah. How you frame that issue. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was, that was really great. Um, sitting down to, to write it. Yeah. Um, so this, it really came through in, in your heart. So you're writing it for you almost. Uh, this and was, you're bringing us along. This was definitely, um, this has been Which a I message. Like so this often. passage, yeah. I, almost every time when you start to really dig into a scripture, uh, and, and I'll say this, as a pastor, yeah, when you're preaching a message, but even for yourself devotionally, like the moment yeah. that you start to actually study it, and you know, you, we read things at face value at times, yep. and when you start to take uh, time to to dissect some of the words that are in the text and 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 start to see what that that's actually conveying. Like I thought, yeah. it's just the idea of when Jesus speaks to Martha and says, man, you're worried and upset yeah. about all these details. And and how like that, the the word actually conveys like a troubledness in mind and anxiety. Yeah. And, and, and it just paints like such a such broader a picture of, oh my gosh, like we can be doing things for God that if we're doing it in the flesh, like, you know how you, yeah. you, you, when you serve the Lord, you can definitely do it in your own strength. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. Like when you take on tasks, like as you a worship pastor. Yeah, you can't do it very long. No. And but that's, you can do it. And it feel, when, when you take it on in your own strength, the amount of pressure, the amount of, yeah. even like you, you can be troubled in your mind or anxious about things when you're trying to do it in your own strength, which yeah. is why like I look at Philippians 4, uh, when, when, you know, we're commanded to not be anxious about everything. Right. Um, but like we should bring it all to the Lord right. and give it to him right. in prayer. Um, and he exchange, exchanges that anxiety for perfect peace, yeah. right? So it's yeah. like, so that that's sort of the call of, hey, if you do this in your own strength, it is gonna, you know, burn out such a popular word, right? Yeah. But essentially- Yeah, we got what, strong opinions about that what on that, the podcast. What that is, is essentially a person who is doing ministry in, in the flesh. Yeah. And you're not being filled up with the spirit of God yeah. and, and empowered to do it. Because anything you do on your own, it, you can only do it for so long. And yeah. I'm not saying that, you, you know, even that there can't be good yeah. done, you know, in your own strength. Yeah, absolutely. But it's how long are you going to be able to do that if you're not spending time like right. the feet of Jesus? Yeah, like God's going to use your 
your efforts yeah. for his glory. He's going to yeah. turn everything for his glory. Yeah. But I don't want God to use use it in spite of me, mm. but but yes. but with me. Yes. I want him to use I want us to work together. Partnership, yeah. A partnership. I don't want him to be like, well, I guess I'll just pick up your slack yeah. or whatever. You know yeah, what I mean? Like exactly. so often I'm sure God well, has had to say about because me. God cares about souls, right? And I okay, well, I'll use this because it's it's going to help people right. come to know me. Uh, it, it makes me think uh, of the passage in uh, Matthew seven. Um, you know, Jesus is like speaking. It's like this is a crazy uh, verse twenty one. It's not not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom yeah. of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my father. That's verse 21. Yeah. And then it says on judgment day, verse 22, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We perform many miracles in your name, but I'll reply. And I never knew you, you know, and the concept of, of, for me, if I'm honest, like going, going throughout my, like my time in ministry, there's been a lot of it where, I get very project focused. Yeah. Very focused yeah. on like what's in front of me mm-hmm. that I essentially will get so busy doing and doing and doing for the kingdom yep. that I'm not being in his presence. Yeah. Right. And uh and and then I go back to that scripture and that's a humbling scripture because I mean, it's clear. That's a scary scripture. They're prophesying. In his, <laughs> yeah. They're casting out demons yeah. in, in his name, like healing. They're not sick. just serving on a Sunday once, right. like, like this once is a stuff, month. We'd be right? like, oh, they're, you're doing this. You're, you got your relationship you're with the Lord of is God. going yeah. strong. <laughs> and and for me, the priority one, God just wants to for us to know him. Right. And then two, even some of those great exploits of healing the sick or casting out demons, like any any of those things, it's still not as important to him as us knowing him. Like the basis yeah. of our relationships with God shouldn't be what we do. It's it's the time spent with the Father and, yeah. and truly knowing him. So um, I think that's been a really, really impactful like portion Absolutely. of scripture for me and keeping me humble and also getting my mind into place where it's like, okay, it's time to spend time, yeah. you know, with the Lord. I loved that. And I loved you when you shared um, that your serving needs to come out of a place of overflow. Yeah. When you talk through like, no, you don't just like keep trudging through serving when you're running on E, like yeah. you don't, and, and you don't ignore those warning signs. Like that's not a sign even for you to quit serving, yeah. but it's a sign that you're running low on your, personal walk like yeah. you're running low on your the energy you're putting into god yep and yeah i feel the same way a lot of the times a lot of the times when uh when it gets busy here right we get into the busier season yeah. easter and christmas it's really easy to like forget to spend time with god particularly in the worship ministry yeah like, it's so hard yeah. and you know and one of the things that is always a challenge for for people who, I, I think, for people who are in worship, um, trying to listen to worship music and for what it is and for mm. what the lyrics are, not with the congregation like this. Yeah. Would my band play this well? Uh, <laughs> yes. So many times, right? And I, I just always found like my best times of worship now, I have to put on like um, like big band worship, yeah. something that my, like it's, it's something my so, brain can't connect to Sunday morning here right, right. because that's where I'm like working. Yes. 
And uh, it's the same type of thing. Like, all right, how can I? So a lot of like weird lo-fi worship I like putting on because it doesn't sound like what we'd bring here because lo-fi is what one computer just making a bunch of noise. It's boring, but, um, but it's hard, right? It's hard to separate that, especially for, for us. But I did think kind of the, kind of the other way around is, um, I was trying to think when you shared, like, cause you talked to the people who were serving Mm -hmm. and talked a little bit of people who weren't. Um, but I felt there was a, an extra connection between you were like, if you're serving and you're burned out, like, don't forget to sit at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Um, but there is also an aspect of like, if you're not serving and you are sitting at the feet of Jesus, like what's happening in that time, if that overflow doesn't happen, yeah. like, are you really, are you even spending time yes. in his presence? You right, know what I mean? That's the like, point, right? The point is your, t- your time spent at his feet, the, the, the nature of overflow is is something that is pouring out. Yeah. Right. So you you can't have overflow if it's staying inside. Right. Right. So if you're sitting at the feet of Jesus and that's producing overflow, you can't sit at his feet and not put your hand yeah. to things. And I think a lot of times the reason people aren't stepping into volunteer positions or or putting their hands to the work of the ministry and reaching people and impacting people is because they disqualify themselves. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, well, I'm not close enough to God yeah. to be able to get oh, yeah. involved in this ministry. A lot of people. I, and, and that's what they do. Right. Because, because they're not taking the time to sit at his feet and to be filled up in yeah. the presence of God. I, I know this when I, when I'm in the presence of God um, and I'm being filled with the spirit of God. Yeah. Right. And that's, that only happens when you spend time with right. it, but as yeah. you're being filled with the spirit of God, mm-hmm. you are given that boldness to do those things that you would never yeah. typically be able to do. And yeah, it's absolutely. only, only through the power of the Holy spirit. Um, that's been a big lesson I'm learning. Yeah. It's just really how to do ministry, how to reach people mm-hmm. uh, with a reliance on, on the Holy spirit. Right. Not um, in and, your and not just my muscle, not- right. Just doing it in my own strength. Yeah. And it's so easy to get there to, again, we're both worship people and worship yeah. department people. And it's so easy. To, I, I know, I know how to play. Mm. I know the songs. Yeah. I can, I can easily get up there and just go for it. And yep. it's just our own strength. Right. Yeah. And obviously I think there is a big difference when we're worshiping in, in spirit and truth uh, during the service, but it, but it is, it is that scary time of, you know, there are services I'm like, I internally, mm. I was not there. I yeah. didn't feel like I was worshiping Jesus. I was just thinking about the, whatever's happening. And then yes. people come up, they're like, the spirit is so obvious in your life. And sometimes it's like really guilty, right? Like, yeah. ah, no, I, ah, I don't know. That doesn't feel right. It's but thank grace, you. Grace God. Uh, <laughs> thank goodness he still uses <laughs> broken people and they're playing. Um, talk to me about one thing that you shared. You said, uh, if you don't have a place, get a place when you're talking about spending time with Jesus, give me some, some real life practical. Um, so say, uh, say I'm a Christian that, that I'm, I'm just trying to figure out my, how to spend time with God. Yeah. Um, and mainly I'm asking for a couple of reasons. All right, here's my first, my first thought is, um, oftentimes I find newer Christians or even Christians that like really want to be into it. They almost 
romanticize what spending time with sure. God looks like. Yeah. Um, and I think I've referenced on, on the podcast before, but this idea of like, Oh, you know, I, I just, I haven't had time to go get all the candles that I want. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I have, I have this whole devotional plan, but it's like five hours long yeah. and they have this whole thing. And then right. they never spend the time with them because if it doesn't look like X, Y, and Z, right. we're not going to do it. Right. Yeah. But so give me some practicality on how do you prioritize that in your life? Yeah. Um, Cause I think it would help. Some listeners. Yeah, and if and you'd say you go buy candles, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, lots of candles. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the only way to do it. Yeah, you can only get into the presence of God with candles. Yeah. Um, no, so for me, I don't own any candles uh, in my in my room. So you know, that's <laughs> for for me. It always comes down to uh, I, I. It varies at times for me, mm. and I think it's a daunting it's a daunting thing when a person is you know, close. And I'll, I'll say this, let me preface this as well. My wife and I live in an apartment. Yeah. Um, so we have three kids and we're in uh, a three bedroom, one bathroom apartment. It's like a thousand square feet. Right. So um, there's really the way that it's laid out. There's really no private place yeah. to pray. Yep. Um, so this is produced for us. It's like, we have to prioritize our time with the Lord. Yeah. Um, creatively. Yeah, and and I think determining in your heart for a place. I, I listened to a message that really impacted me um, a few years ago, and you know the pastor is just uh, preaching on uh, finding a place. You you need to find a place yeah. to to retreat to, um, a place where you're you can limit the distractions and mm. really you know that prayer closet, if you will. But yeah, um, that could look different for so many different people, but right. any any place where you can unplug. So for me, it it isn't often in my in my house. I I will drive to places at time if I if I really need. Now yeah. I, I spend time usually every evening with my wife, and we we pray together in our room, and th- that's still my place, right? In yeah. a sense. But if I need alone time with right. the Lord, I usually drive. Uh, there's several lakes around where mm. we live that I, I'll just yep. drive up. Lakeside, find some parking, um, and I'll just throw some worship music on. And you know, people think I'm I'm, I'm crazy. I'm sure where they, they pull up and they just see this guy weeping like in his car, like <laughs> slowly kick that into reverse <laughs> and, and like leave. You know, so clearly I have yeah, stumbled like, upon okay, something. This guy is crazy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave. Yeah. Uh, so, but I've had so many powerful times with uh, the Lord. There's even a, a place where I drop my kids off to go to school, and I'll just pull out. It's a huge parking lot. I'll yeah. just pull off into the corner of a parking lot and just you know, spend time in prayer. That's but so cool. I think what it is, is it's intentionality, right? Like if you like a person, yep, you want to be with them. Yeah. Right. And, and so you'll try and hang out. Right. You'll try to spend time with them. And so for, for me, it's coming to that place where you just genuinely uh, ex- experience as you experience God and you make room. So many yeah. times people want the experience first. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah. you got to make room for God and, and, and say, God, you're a priority in my life. and I'm yeah. going to spend time with you. Even if at first it's dry, uh, even, you know, the Holy Spirit always talks to me at times. Uh, he's like, he taps me on the shoulder and kind of gives me a little one line. He lets, lets people give me the one liner. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in, I'm in, uh, the store one time and I'm, I'm listening to this cashier talk about how much she loves working out and with the person in front of me. And so I don't work out. I want to, um, but I don't. Yeah. So as I'm coming, I'm like, oh, how did you get to, 
you know, working out? How do you like, how did you get to a place where you just enjoy it so much? And she said something so profound. It was like one of those moments where the Holy Spirit's like, that's the answer. Uh, she's like, well, you know what? I, I didn't really like it at all at first. Actually, I actually didn't enjoy it. Yeah. But I just committed yeah. just to doing it yeah. and taking the time uh, to, to work out and to spend time doing it. And as I did it, a love for it began to develop. Yeah. You know, my heart. Cool. And I think sometimes we, we watch holiday, like Hollywood movies and we have this glamorized version yeah. of, like you said, this prayer session with the Lord. Yeah. And, and so many people, if, even for people listening, it's like you could be in a space where you're, you're coming to pray and it feels so dry and you're like, this is not what I expected it right. to be. I'm just going to, ah. I'm just going to quit. Right. Right. And I would encourage you take time and just commit your life to prayer. Yeah. Whether you feel it, whether you don't, yeah. but you're just commit to yourself. I'm, I'm a person who prays yeah. and seeks the face of the Lord. And as you do that, there's a joy that comes. And I'll be honest, man, even, even living a life of, of prayer and seeking the Lord, you have to pray in order to get to the place where you can pray. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like uh, even last night, I think last night we were praying and, and and when I first started praying, I was not praying. I was like in it, but we were yeah. praying and you're just but saying the words. As you're as you start to pray, yeah. as you begin to reflect, you know, either on scripture and I'll I'll share a few different things that I do to kind of vary it up. Yeah. Um just your time with the Lord um and, and keeping it fresh so it doesn't get stale. But um, as you get to pray, you know, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes in, like, okay, now I'm praying, yeah. praying, you know? And, and, and then that rest of the yeah. time is just, Now okay. it's on. <laughs> yeah. And I think sometimes it just, uh, I think exercise is such a, a interesting picture. Yeah. Like it, you got to take time to warm up first. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that's, is, is it kind of like that? You got to get your spirit ready to just worship and adore right. the Lord. Yep. Cause like, whether you're in the morning and you are beginning your day and you're preparing yourself for your day, yeah. or if you pray at night or wherever, whenever you pray, most of the times there's things that you've got to get past. Yeah. Mentally, yeah, like emotionally, like before you, cool you get in that space where it's like, now it's time to, to yeah. spend time with the Lord. The warm up time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Even your right for us vocally, like as you're singing, like right? You gotta yeah. you gotta work out your voice first. You gotta warm right. it up before you sing, right? Or else I'm not gonna be singing very long. Yeah, and so for me, that time in prayer is a lot of just adoration. It's thanking God for the things yep. that He's done in my life, um, thanking Him for just things that I've obviously I have three kids, so just thanking him for, for qualities that, that I see in them and, and what he's doing in them for my wife and, yeah. and for our family and the thing we get so focused on what we don't have or what God yeah. hasn't answered, yeah. but like getting ready to pray, yep. taking that time to, to worship and thank the Lord yep. is that warm up time. It gets you prepared yeah, to get into so his good. presence, you know? Yeah. Cause to go straight in with requests and complaints, yeah, right? Like that, that is setting you up for the magic genie God. Right. Right. That's setting you up for right. like, I keep praying to God and he's not answering. Because right. you sit down and you're like, God, I really need a raise. Yeah. Can I have a raise, please? In yeah. Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Right. And that's your yeah. time of prayer. Oh, I really didn't feel God moving. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, well, you're just kind of putting in requests and not like, so I yeah. like that. You go through, you're going through like, 
characteristics yeah. of, you know, one thing that Haley and I started talking through, we listened to a message um, by Craig Rochelle mm-hmm. and he talked through like what his morning looks like. And, and he says, he spends time, he takes a deep breath in and he asks God, give me the name of someone you want me to pray for. Mm. And his breath out is a prayer for them. And he takes a breath in he's like, you just wouldn't imagine like the Holy Spirit never stops giving names. Yeah. As long as I want to be there. Yep. Like I keep getting names left and right. right. And, and he just worked through like, it's impossible to be selfish when you're forcing yourself to mm. thank God and to pray for other people as yeah. well. And it's that kind of like, all right, let me get in this mindset off of myself and my problems yeah. off of, you know, even talking through the sermon to off of like, well, why aren't they doing that? I'm doing all this yes. work and you're yep. get your mind off that and just thank God for who he is. Yeah. And that's your, your pre- and it keeps you right. That's that's the that's what fills you up, right? And and enables you to keep pouring out. Like, so good. Thanks, being thankful and grateful for for what God is actively doing mm. uh, in your life is what's I I think what has it's just sustained me throughout so yeah. much of my experiences, um, because y- you know everybody loves to just talk about what's not happening yeah. for them. And so kind of breaking that mold and, and you got to swim upstream yeah. when you're, when you're laying that, that down. So. Yeah. We almost have to be uh, like, have to be stressed for some reason, right? When you ask, like when you ask someone how they're doing, uh, the answer is busy, right? The answer is busy, Standard which answer. was funny. Our worship leader, Charlotte looked at me and said, I say tired. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> are you tired? <laughs> Uh, she just got back from kids camp though. So I guess she's got, she's got some, uh, it's an excuse. excuse That's fine. But yeah, that idea like, yeah, good. So busy. Yeah. It's busy. Yeah. But then you meet some people. How are you? Oh, so good. God's so good. Mm. (laughs) Like it's been, I like some people that are really full of faith. They, they say crazy. Like, it's been crazy, right? God's been moving. And that's always like, oh man, I want to always have that mindset. And, And I think at times, there are a lot of people who just don't want to engage in conversation with people that are in that space though. Yeah. Where it's like, man, it's so good. God is good. And it's like, uh, all right, I'm just going to yeah. move on to somebody else who feels the same way. Yeah. As I, I wanted to be angry. <laughs> you want to validate sort of what you're experiencing. Right. Yeah. And so as believers, you're not, for me, it's, I don't want to be a person that's just following everybody else. Yeah. Like, as a believer, you're supposed to be setting the pace in the workplace uh, whether you're maybe maybe you're a single mom or you're a stay-at-home mom or you you have people in your life that you know you're supposed to be impacting right everybody yep. has circles that they're they're supposed to be yeah. impacting and if you take that lower level that lower hanging fruit there yeah. it's like you you miss out on what the point is of being a believer it's, yeah. it's supposed to inspire people and draw people to faith faith yeah. in God um, and expectation. And so I think a lot of this at times, um, this whole topic of, of knowing the Lord and, and mm. having that intimacy with him, the way the things are set up in life don't really lend to it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think it's, you know, whether it's the entertainment industry, think about like the, the, a lot of the things that distract us, right? It's either work because we need money and yep. finances, uh, entertainment, where if we get home from work and we're so tired or we're exhausted so or we just out. don't want to think about our lives yeah, <laughs> and you just get 
drown, you start yep. to drown in, in content that's, it's not even real. It's just there for our distraction. Right. Yeah. And exactly. it's for our entertainment. I feel like entertainment can be a synonymous word with distraction at times. It's just something yeah. to get our mind off the day yeah, or whatever. That's true. If you, if you keep preoccupying yourself with those types of things, um, then it, then you can never really find that intimacy yeah. with the Lord. I, I think good. Carrie Newhoff, uh, had a strategy for being like, productive. Yeah. Uh, my A type personality. I can listen to Craig Rochelle and he goes off on scheduling his day and I have this, yeah. I'm like sitting there and wonder going, Oh my God. Tell I, me I, more. I can't even believe it. You know? And, uh, and you know, Carrie Newhoff, a really just strong principle, wipe your calendar clean and then start with the thing that's most important to you. Right. I, Jesus was clear. He told Martha, Hey, you're getting concerned with all this extra stuff. Right. There's literally one thing yep. that you need to be concerned about. Yep. And and that that statement echoes true today. Yeah, it's so like true. there's one thing that we really need to be concerned about, and it's just spending time yep. in the presence of God and and truly hearing what He has to say because He's yeah. always speaking. But if you don't take that that time to actually do it. Right. Um, so he said, block out, take the most important, put that in your schedule. Yep. And then you start filling everything around. So yep. the, the what, what are the five most important? That'd be a good exercise, right? If someone's listening to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. what, are the, what are the five most important yeah. things? Like we know that the most important thing, obviously, according to Jesus, Luke 10, right? Yep. He's saying the most important thing that you need to be concerned about is sitting at my feet, knowing me and listening to my yep. words, right? So that's that's number one. So like our devotional time and our prayer time, that that needs to be etched in on our calendars. Like yeah. We just need space for that. So and say, Every day, this is what I do. This is, and 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 the other side of this is, um, you know, I get a picture of like fruit, like tree, a tree and its fruit. Okay. Um, and it's funny because even in Matthew seven, we were talking about it, right? Where you know the comments made like you did this and this and this and this, but you don't know me earlier or just before it, like the passage before it, it talks about a good tree bearing good fruit, yeah, a bad yeah. tree bearing bad fruit. Yeah. You know a tree by its fruits. Right. And and I think everybody wants this powerful ministry. Everybody wants to like be used and see people saved and they want the fruit. Yeah. Right. They I want I want to be able to witness to my coworkers. You know, I want to be able to, to yeah. lead my kids, you know, to Jesus. You know, I, I want to be able to serve in a ministry at the church or or you know, be used in leadership or whatever, right? Fill in the blank. Yep. We want the fruit, but you need a healthy, rooted, planted tree. Yeah. To to have fruit. first. Yeah. Right. And so to me, like intimacy and relationship with with God is the rootedness, yeah. it's the tree that actually produces the fruit. I mean, John 15, Jesus said, remain in me and my words will remain in you, right? And and so it's like, there's a point to staying rooted in in him and the fruit is produced from that. That's so good. Yeah. I think that the schedule exercise is a a great idea and just a great mindset. It's that whole idea of um, the big rocks, right? This Mm. whole analogy of like the the thing that's filled with water first. I don't remember how it goes, but it's like sand and pebbles first. They fill it with big rocks first and pour water in it. And then they ask everybody, is it it full? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, it was just big rocks. They start just big rocks. Is it full? But then if you go the other way, if you fill it with all the little stuff that doesn't matter, there's no room for the big rocks, right? Yeah. And it just made me think through that. Like, what are the, like, very important, like, that just, it's stupid how simple, 
That so is simple. It's it's so frustratingly simple. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Um, but but we never do it yeah. right. And so you yeah. know, I go through a time of like this weird conviction of um, doing Sabbath well. Yeah. And busy is always the word that yeah. works through for me. It's like I want to do Sabbath well, um, but it's really hard to do like an evening to evening kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I'll figure out you know, maybe a half day, maybe a half Sabbath, you know, whatever hour here and a Sabbath (laughs) hour there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's the same thing. Like, like either whether it be Sabbath or just that personal time with God, that mindset is so much better. It's Mm. just so much better. Cause Mm. even back to an analogy you said before, like when you're, if you're trying to like, if you're trying to get to know, I don't, did you say this? Yeah, I think so. Um, Like if you're trying to get to know someone, it's not going to be like, yeah, you know, whenever I have time, we'll figure out, we'll hang out. We're going to be best friends too. Yeah. And we're right? going to be best friends. Yeah. And also like, if I need a bar of sugar, you're going to give me sugar right away. <laughs> exactly. Like, like we're going to be the best neighbors. If I ever get time, Yeah. then it will be, but it's, that's not how, it's not how it works. a friend works. Right. That's not how, uh, it's just, it's just a crazy, uh, it's just a crazy backwards mindset that and, we and default into. And God's so gracious to, you know, we're, we're made in his image and he's gracious to show us things about himself yeah. just through our, our human interactions with people. Yeah. I think that that example is just, for me, the clearest. Yeah. The, and, and we overcomplicate it sometimes with, with the Lord where it's... And what makes it difficult is obviously we don't have a, a flesh and blood person in, in front of us. Right. Right. And so I think finding the words to say at times yeah. is, is difficult. Yep. Um, and so uh, do, you, do you mind if we maybe just do a, a couple, a couple practices, a couple things that, that yeah. like uh, strategies oh, for like absolutely. prayer and, and time with the Lord. Um, so I, I think one of, one of them, I'll just do this. If you're, cause there's going to be a lot of people that maybe aren't musicians or, you know, they don't feel like they can sing. Uh, I, I feel that's for those that can, I'll, I'll speak to them for a moment that use that, right? Like yeah. you, you have a gift that God has given you. Um, so I know for me, like I'll jump on a piano or on a guitar and I'll just play. And then I'm just singing whatever, whatever yeah. I want, yeah. whatever comes to my mind that I want to just sing to the Lord. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one way that I'll, I'll do that. Now, if you're not musical, uh, throw on, throw on a song. Right. And it doesn't matter. You sing to the Lord. The Bible says, sing to the Lord, a new song. Yeah. Right. So that's for everybody whether you're gifted yeah. uh, or not, right? God still wants to hear yeah. that new song coming from you. So um, I think that is one approach. Uh, another approach that I think is really helpful, particularly in prayer, when you don't really know what to pray, um, I like just opening up uh, to the Psalms. Yeah. And I'll just I'll just go to like a Psalm. And uh, so I'll, I'll just do a little practicum here. Sure. Right? Yeah, so Psalm good. 15, just cause I flipped there. So literally let's just read it. See what happens. Hopefully it's not like a, so the Lord doesn't speak to you in clear audible voice where to turn every single time. <laughs> not every time. Wow. Crazy. So, but I think for me, as you open it up and you're just reading, God, who, who may worship? And again, this is not pre-rehearsed. This is literally what I'll do is I'll just yeah. open a passage. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord, who may enter your presence 
on your holy hill, those who lead a blameless life and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. And I'll just, I'll, I'll read it out. And then I just say, God, you know, I'm grateful that I can approach your throne. I can approach your sanctuary and, and, and that I don't have to go through a priest anymore, that I don't have to yeah. uh, make s- sacrifices, that Jesus, you made a sacrifice so that I could actually come boldly yeah. before the throne of grace. I just start to think about what it means to enter the sanctuary of yeah. God, and I begin to thank him for my ability to do so. Uh, who can enter your presence on your holy hill, those who lead a blameless life? And then, man, for me, I'd start going right into God, you know, help my life to be blameless. Is yeah. there anything in my life, Lord, that is not blameless in your sight? Is there anything that I've done that I need to repent of right now? Lord, I just want to be holy in your sight. God, why? Because because I want to enter your presence. God, I thank you that Jesus made me the righteousness of God so that I could enter your presence. Those types of things. So as you just kind of continue down, uh, those who refuse to gossip, or harm their neighbors, or speak evil of, of their friends. Man, this starts, I'm just reading it now, starting to turn into like a repentant prayer, right? Yeah. Like you're just worshiping the yep. Lord and just saying, man, God, search my heart. Man, have I gossiped? Have I done anything against my neighbors? Have I spoken evil of, of yeah. people that I would consider my my friends? Because if I do these things, Lord, that maybe I'm not in, experiencing your presence because I, I'm doing these things. Yeah. Right, so I, like this is actually becoming extremely relevant to even the topic that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, great job. But like <laughs> those those who despise flagrant sinners, those who honor the faithful followers of God, who keep their promises even if it hurts. Mm. So there, wow, so many things that you can speak to. Yeah, um, so, so that's I think that's another practice. Um, I like even you know if you have friends that you can try to join up with and pray together. Yeah. That's that's like a lost art. People don't know how to pray with other people these yeah. days. And it's crazy. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, my wife and I, we pray together and there's something different mm. about that mm-hmm. um, than just your, your yeah, time all by yourself. I believe it. Um, well, it adds that piece that you were just talking about. Like, it's hard to spend that alone time praying yes. with God because there's not that flesh and blood yeah. person with you. So then- praying with someone else. It's like, oh man, all right. I'm not going to just get on a tangent of my mind because I'm talking to, you know, to God. But then I start talking to myself because I get distracted. Then then I start start straightening the picture frame and and like, you know, cleaning this. Yeah. I would never do this. I would never do this. Right. But when someone's with you, it's like, all right, we're here for a purpose. We're going to talk right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. One thing that you shared that I thought was really, really cool. Also, thank you for that. That was really good. I think I'm... I really hope that helps some people because I think about how long is that? Two minutes? Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. it just opened up. And again, like I'm not going to read this just in, just in the context that it's in, which is still important, Yeah. but let me read this right now as it applies to me. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool. But so one thing that you shared that was a really big like click for me, and I'm probably going to use it to try and explain to people often is when you talk through, uh, well, why don't I hear from the Holy Spirit? Mm. But then you talk through like, imagine you're giving someone advice and they just don't listen every time. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to stop, yeah. right? Like you're going to stop giving them advice until they're really ready to hear it. Which when you, when you're like, how would you feel? I'm like currently living there like, like <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> like I feel that frustration. Um, but that, yeah. that idea, like what do yeah. I do with those people who, ask me for their, for advice on their life. And I'm like, 
you know, I can't tell you what to do, but I would consider these things. And they're like, okay, I will not do any of what you just said. I will said. ignore everything that you just told me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I will do the opposite. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to hate you. I'm not yeah. going to start treating you poorly. But when you ask for advice, I'm going to be like, I, you know, you should just pray on it and do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Because you know, they're not going to listen. <laughs> right. And so it becomes like, all right, my advice is starting to change mm. because I'm, I'm not going to unravel all of my whys to you because yeah. you don't listen. So why yeah. should I explain to you? And that same idea of like, man, why, why aren't, why am I not hearing from God? Mm. And this idea of like, well, he knows you're not going to listen. Yeah. And so, and, and that's not saying like, by the time you're there ready to listen, he's going to be like, no, prove it. Like, right, right. he's, he's ready. Yeah. But as we continuously, you know, harden ourselves against whatever God yeah. is going to say, then we're going to be limited in how much we can hear him. And it's all us, right? It's all yeah, what we're absolutely. putting on it. It's not God being offended and starting to ignore us. No, I think it's stewardship. Yeah. Right. So it makes me think of the, uh, the parable of the talents, mm. right? Where God gives five and two and one and a significant portion of money, right? And he's telling the story of the man that gave these, this portion of money to, to people. And uh, I, got, I, I was digging in. I'm obviously not going to get it right, but I know that that one talent was like equivalent to over a million dollars, U.S. Oh. dollars today. So a lot of money. Yep. So one, two, and five, right? And the ones with five and, and two made more money, made double Yep. And so the one with five was like, hey, make 10. It safe. You know, so when the master came back, hey, five is now 10, here you go. Two is now four, here you go. But the person with one was like, hey, I know that you're a pretty strict guy. I just kind of sat on this. Right. I didn't really do anything with it. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, I, and I just kept it here. So here's the, the thing that's yours. I'm bringing it back to you. And that man was punished. He was, he had a consequence for that. Yeah. And, at the end of it, there's a there's a, a line that's extremely interesting. He says, "Take the talent from the the man who had one, and give it to the man who has ten, because uh, what little that that person had, if they don't if they don't listen and obey, what little that person has will be taken away, mm. and, and what uh, the person who's faithful, yeah, right, it'll be given to to them, yeah, and." There's a correlation for me when Jesus is telling people, you know, those who have ears, let them hear. Yeah. Um, and and if you have ears to hear, you'll you'll be given more understanding. But if you don't have ears to hear, what little understanding you have will be taken away from you. Yeah. That's um, and so the concept is we're we're in a position that if we continue to not have ears to hear what God is speaking to us. Wow. Right? Many of us are in a, and like when we first started our relationship with the Lord, how many things were so clear. It's like you need to give up that habit. That's yeah. not that's not for you and that's not what I want for you. You had a decision to make there. Yeah. Are you going to lay that down? Are you going to be obedient or are you going to say yes to what the spirit of God is drawing you to? And so I think that that's the tension that we're in that you have to understand if you don't have an ear to hear yeah. what little understanding you have, what little experience you may have with the Lord is going to, it's going to continue to dwindle. And I think that there's a severity, yeah. you know, to that. Where, yeah. You know, the world is crazy. Yeah. Things, are, things are going nuts, man. And, and now is the time for us to press in 
and really win souls. And we can right. only do that if we're spending time with the Father. So good. It's so good. And it's just such a, uh, yeah, it was just such a great reminder. I'm trying to think. There was There's one category we didn't hit from your notes. Uh because you talk through three different signs, right? Those yes. are, are or distraction. Uh, you have the complaining, and then the the anxiety, that that troubleness of mind, the worry, yeah. and, and and you know, you said you're worrying, upset about all of these yeah. things. Oh yeah, so yeah, we yeah so we we covered, we covered those all yeah. well. Um, uh, oh oh oh, another quote that I I wrote down because I liked it a lot. Um, which goes down to that stewardship piece. Um, those areas, uh, you avoid spending time with the father because there are areas in your life you don't want Jesus to speak into, right? You shared that. And that was like a really, um, I think that is so important because I think, I just think through, right? So when we give our life to Jesus, uh, it's talking through in scripture of the law becomes written in our hearts. Mm. I think so, so often, like, we already know the things kind of like, yes. you know, the things the, the Holy Spirit's now inside you Absolutely. and it's written on your heart and you're like, oh, I have to change. And that idea, which it sounds crazy. And maybe some people listen like, there aren't people who really do that. Like they, <laughs> they know what they shouldn't do. So they're just not going to bring it up to God. It's, it's more common yeah. than I think people realize yeah. I've, I've met really mature Christians articulate that out loud. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, I'd, haven't prayed about this. I don't want to, I know what God's going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've heard that as well. And to me, it's always like, I mean, now we all know, like God, our, <laughs> uh, he's here. He realized that, right? He heard that. Yes. <laughs> Present. Like, yeah, there's a third one in this room <laughs> that heard you say that. But, um, but I know people that, that work through that. And I think I do that too. Yeah. Same. I, I would love to stay up in the clouds of mm. the spiritual aspect, but there is some, there is some work that God would like me to do with myself. Yeah. And maybe I'm not ready to, so I don't want to pray it. And yeah. that whole idea of like, those are the areas that you go towards God, yeah. right? It's not with your complaints. It's not, all right, what area are you scared to pray about? Yeah, um, so good. Because, because that's where God wants to move. And you have fear probably for multiple reasons. The enemy doesn't want you to pray for that. Mm. Um, you're scared to pray for that. Um, and it's moving through like actually moving from whatever your old life was to your yeah. new life. And so, yeah, I just thought that was such a good, such a good point that mm. you brought through. Like, yeah, you're right. I do there. Like, even for me still, there yeah. are still areas. I'm like, ah, yeah, Sur- that I do avoid that. Right? I do avoid that in my prayer time. And I think the other side of that is the individuals who are stuck in stuff that they so desperately want to get out of, mm. right? And and they hate, you know, Romans 7, when Paul's describing his life as a yeah. Pharisee and when he was trying to do it in his own strength and in, in the flesh, right? Following religion and it's what I wanted to do, I I didn't do, do yeah. and then what I didn't want to do, that was the thing that I did. Yeah. And 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 at the end of seven, Romans seven, he's like, who could save me from this body of death? Which is a crazy picture, right? The body of death is the death sentence of an individual who kills yeah. a person. 
I don't know if you know that, but no. the picture is the body of death was when it, when somebody murdered a person, they would actually put the corpse of the individual. They would they would adhere it to. They would strap it to the person who killed them. Oh, I did not. And the infection from the the person they killed would actually kill them. It was a death sentence. Wow! So like super dark, vivid picture yeah. of how the apostle Paul is feeling. Yeah. Trying to do. But in this case, it's your flesh against your soul. Right. Right. Like, and so it's like, who can save me from man. this? And thanks be to God. The answer is Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so pulling it into this whole concept, Paul is saying, if I try to do this, if I try to beat this addiction, if I try to do this right thing, if I try to follow the law yep. apart from Christ, mm. it's like, it's like a body of death strapped yeah. to me. I just can't seem to shake this thing. Right. But like, if you come to know Jesus Christ, know him, yeah. not just know about him, not yeah. just, cause, cause that's, that's the difference. Even, and, and we could talk about this. Uh, I don't know how much more time we have, but yeah, we got a little bit. Um, but to truly know Jesus, mm. right. And that's when he says, there's no more condemnation yeah. for people who are in Christ. Jesus, yep. but emphasis on in Christ right. Jesus, yeah. right? You have to be remaining in Christ right. Jesus. And that's that's the piece that I think we, we miss because if you're not in Christ and you're doing those things out of your own strength and mm. you're not in, encountering, you know, the fullness yeah. of, of his spirit. And I think it takes the time spent with him to know him. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe this is the last thought you let me know, but yep. uh, there's, I mentioned it for like a second, just didn't have time to jump into it, mm. but uh, you have head knowledge and revelation knowledge. And the problem is Paul had a head knowledge of his walk with God as a Pharisee. Yep. He knew the law. Yeah, He's true. pretty stinking good at it. Right, so he he had a head knowledge, but then was still in this spot where he's like, oh, "Who can free me from this body of death? I'm just yeah. trapped. I just can't do the right thing." Um, and then you have revelation knowledge, which now you have a gentleman who encounters Christ, right? yeah. the same guy right. who was in this religion now has an experience with Jesus um, on the road to Damascus. Yep. For those that don't know the story, he's. He's actually trying to persecute Christians. And as he's going uh, to this this uh, Damascus, the city, he's on the road there and he has this encounter with Christ. Yeah, just gets laid out. Can t totally changes his <laughs> yeah. life around. And he has revelation from God. Yeah. The difference, I said it during the sermon. Um, so even this podcast, um, any sermon podcast that you listen to, any sermon that you're, you listen to in church, yep. uh, when you are hearing people um, speak the word of God, it builds faith, right? Faith yep. does come by hearing the word of God. Yep. Uh, but there, there's knowledge, there's information that is being presented to you. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to retain that information but just because you retain the information doesn't mean that you have yeah. revelation right. from God about something. Yep. Um, somebody said it this way to me one time. Um, there's the flying Walendas. They're tightrope walking. Oh, yeah. They're at the Deerfield Fair. Deerfield Fair. Yeah. So, so somebody um, used this example with them one time when 
one of the one lenses was like walking across like yeah, yeah. Niagara Falls or yeah. something. And uh, and so they asked the question, well, do you believe that I could walk across Niagara Falls on this tightrope uh, with a person inside a wheelbarrow? And everybody's like, yeah, we believe it. Who wants to jump in the wheelbarrow? <laughs> right? There's a difference yeah. between like acknowledging something yep. as true. I know you can do that. And jumping into <laughs> the wheelbarrow. Yeah. And that's, that's faith and true belief. And right. revelation gets yeah. you there in the wheelbarrow. That's good. Uh, but, but like just knowledge yeah. just keeps you on the side saying that it can be done, yeah. but you don't ever actually yep. see it or experience it being done. You think through every life. way that is like, I know God wants to care for me, take care of me, provide for all my needs. Sure. Um, but jumping in the barrel is, is participating in giving. Yeah. Uh, is participating in kingdom builders, right? Yes. That's our, that's yep. our, you know, yep. other ministry we have there. That's getting in the barrel because now you have to see him do it. Yes. Right. And so there's a knowledge of, oh yeah, my, my God owns the cat, you know, the thousand cattle <laughs> on a hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, really cool. But now you got to, now you got to jump in the barrel and yeah. the same type of thing of like, man, if you earnestly seek God, if you knock, he answers. Yeah. Getting the barrel is finding the time to do that. Yes. And saying like, all right, God's going to show up because yeah. I'm going to spend time with him. Like that idea of like, or, or whatever it may be, um, changing around your work to serve God and how yeah. he's calling. Like there are all these different ways of like getting in that barrel. Mm. That's a really good, yeah. that's a really good breakdown and, of that. And, and another way uh, that I broke it down one time is um, you ever hear somebody talk about a lemon? Like, how, like, <laughs> like juicy, like how juicy a lemon yeah, is yeah, yeah. or like if they, or you watch somebody bite into a lemon. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like your mouth starts <laughs> you got to the water. Tingles on the side. Yeah, it's like yeah. kind of getting you under yep. your chin. And um, and so so knowledge is watching a person eat a lemon or hearing a person talk about eating a lemon. Uh, and and what happens is we sit in services all the time, and we feel this stirring on the inside of us. Oh yeah, right. You get this feeling like as you're listening to somebody preach the word, or you're listening to a podcast. It just strikes you. The yep. Holy Spirit like hits you. Yep. And you're going like, oh, I'm being fed right now. But you're not. <laughs> right. Right? The Holy Spirit is calling you to feed yourself. Yeah. Right? Because you can That's you can good. listen to somebody talk about eating eating a lemon, but and your mouth waters, right. you get that sensation. There's something but stirring. That's not but did you same. eat it? Right. And no. that's not the same sensation of when you actually do. Yeah. It's just a yeah. little hint. Oh yeah, my my body knows what happens. Yeah, when that and so happens. I think yeah. there, that's another piece to it as well. Is so many of us are like, well, if I want to get past this, or if I want to, you know, overcome the sin or walk in righteousness here, or if I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, or if I want to, mm. you know, spend more time, I'm just going to listen to sermons, and I'm and and yes, that builds your faith. But the point of listening to a sermon is to draw you to get into the Word yeah. and to discover so what it's saying for you to physically eat yeah right and you, you even someone's talking about man we went to this restaurant we had a steak and oh man they cooked it super and like your mouth just like oh, yeah man. like someone can describe their experience to you and it, and it causes a longing inside of you yeah. a sensation inside of you but like you got to get that out of your mind the only the only time that you get revelation from knowledge from the lord it's something and when i say revelation knowledge let me just like it's something god speaks to you yeah and 
Yeah, it's it not like never a new thought. It's yeah. not like a new theology. No. It's not a new. But God is showing you something, whether yep. like through his word or something in prayer that just is confirmed by his word. But he speaks to you something that you can say without a shadow of a doubt, nothing will ever be able to deter you from what right. he's revealed to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the, when you get into that space, and I think that space really only, that happens when you're sitting at his feet. That's so good. Spending time with him. That's so good. Well, hey, that's a fantastic place to yeah. to close it out. Uh, normally we ask about any books or podcasts you're reading, but honestly, you had so much practical stuff that we need to work through. I mean, obviously if you have a book or anything like about how do I do this better mm. that you think, man, this was really life-changing or anything like that. I'll give one book recommendation because I pretty much just recommend it to every person that I <laughs> No matter what meet. we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's called Rooted by Banning Leibscher. Okay. Um, the most incredible book on um, waiting on the Lord and yeah. uh, growing deep roots cool. um, and kind of fighting that fast food mentality yeah. of growth in your walk with the Lord. That's so good. Um, it's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks for chatting. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Of course.